test, test. There it is. Yeah. Well, good morning. Welcome to House of Power Outreach. I believe it's already August, and man, the year is just blazing by with so much happening, but uh, man, it is going quickly, so get it. Let's get it. Let's finish strong in the presence of God, that we are, we are just completely blessed and celebrated by the living God. God is so faithful, and it's so great to have an answer. Always have great to have, have know that we can call on our answer at all times. So we are excited. Pastor Rita sends her love uh, as we just minister. And we're just blessed that some of you guys were excited about her session uh, that she did. And she, she'll be coming out with session two soon. And definitely you'll be notified and we'll let you know when that comes out. And it just seemed like it was a blessing to so many of you. So great. Thank you for your feedback. And that really just blesses and encourages us. I want to send you over to houseofpoweroutreach.org, uh, hopochurch.org. Uh, to go and look at our website, you know, give us your prayers, you know, that prayer, the faithful prayers of saints, and it, it is undeniable, unstoppable as you lift us up in prayer. We believe our ministries are growing stronger through your prayer, through your faithfulness, through you just honoring God in faith and believing over us, uh, as well as the donate button there. Go there and give and, and be a part of the ministry, uh, be a part of the seed sown that every soul saved, every life touched. You're your reward of, of just being a blessing to send and, and lead and, and have our doors open for others to be saved by the kingdom of heaven. Just trust God as he just purpose in your heart what you should give. Again, God loves a cheerful giver as you're doing it and to honor God and bless God that he's just faithful till the end and, and just bless him. Uh, as we're going to continue on in, in prayer in a different mode about prayer uh, this particular morning in his sermon that, that just to hear in the voice of God is what we're going to definitely go into. Before I do that, I just want to pray over service, over a nation, uh, over any needs that may be happening, but but we want to lift you up. And so, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to pray, to believe, to hear straight, directly from the voice of God on what to pray, that Lord, that you are leading and guiding us. We pray for healing. I pray, Father God, for evil assignments to be stopped in the name of Jesus, that there will not be a weekend of murder, not be a week, weekend of hurt. And, 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 sh and just disruption. In the name of Jesus, I declare peace to overtake our weekend right now. And, and Father, I just thank you, Lord God, as we lay hold to the thing of the gospel of, of peace and Jesus, the government of peace being upon you, that we will not waver in our faith or, or give in to any way, shape, form, or fashion, but we say that our God is faithful to the end. We just thank you for healing. Thank you, Lord God, that the disease or, or the virus called COVID must stop in the name of Jesus, that there's life, there's healing. And Father, we believe that you're faithful. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, 
speaker of our house. You know, you've got to have a speaker of our house. We house the Holy Spirit, and we've got to have a speaker over that house. We've got to have something that we must hear and, and follow. And prayer is about the, the reciting of God's Word and, and, and speaking the Word of God over any situation. If, if according to Isaiah 55, 11, that His Word cannot and will not return unto Him void, it will accomplish where it is sent. We've got to hear from God to send His Word over our situation. Uh, people always say, I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. Go find in the Bible what it says about your situation and pray the word. Speak the word over you. So it's the direction of an effective prayer life. And this is the greatest thing that we can do in understanding and having direction over effective prayer life is the voice of God. Knowing the voice of God, relating to the voice of God. A lot of times people say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to pray. Pray the word. I don't know, I don't know what, what God wants me to do. Listen to the voice of God. God's not going to speak outside of his word. And so as you hear his words, it's almost like you buying speakers in your, in your hearing and in your ears when you read the word of God, because then you can hear God just coming from all. It's the ultimate surround sound. When you get yourself in the word and God speaks and you go, okay, that's the word of God. That's where God is. It, it's, you know, you shouldn't get fooled or, or tricked and, 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 you know, off, off guard if you are listening to the word of God. Nobody should be able to sway you down the wrong road. So in John chapter 10 and verse 4 through 5, it says, when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they, not, for they know not the voice of strangers. And it's the power of God's voice. And as we follow God, we know when something is strange. We know when something is off. We know uh, certain behaviors that is just not from God. We know, like, I mean, it's clear, unforgiveness not from God. Fear is not from God. It is just not a, it's not, it's not a God. It's a strange voice to the things of God, especially when he said he didn't give us the spirit of fear. Uh, doubt, unbelief, those are not, those are strangers. Quit following those. Quit following the report of strangers. We believe the report of the Lord. A key of, of, of a, to effective prayer is knowing the voice of God and even greater not having so many strange voices speaking. It's one thing, you know the voice of God, but it helps to know to not have so many other voices speaking into your life and speaking over your life. I, I, I want to know your voice, Lord God, and that's good. We should that. And, and so let's put things in us that's going to relate to the voice of God. Oh, people that know me know that just, there's just some stuff I just don't listen to. I don't want to put in my system. And that's one of the reasons. I don't want something competing and fighting against the voice of God, especially when I need to bow before God and pray and, and seek him. And I know that's not a popular thing, especially even in the body of Christ. But right now, more than ever, the church needs to hear the voice of God and pray and, and, and seek his face. And, and so as we do that, it, we, we will have that, that at order, but it'll shut off the other voices. You just have to get along with God and say, God, I need to hear from you. Don't wait till your situation get out of hand. Make it a habit of being with Christ. When we have direct recognition of God's voice, our prayer life has an intensity. It is it's like such a direct, such a relationship. It's not third party. It's not he said, she said. It is an intensity of the gospel. And it is not in search of content because the knowledge of God's voice keep us from becoming ritualistic. You know, we're not ritual with our prayers in prayers. It moves us to the prophetic. And this is a cool thing. 
and people get all weird about when you say something about prophecy. Well, prophecy is nothing more than speaking the word and just letting folks know, here's what's on the way and here's the word of God that, that backs that, it is that you follow that. God, God wants us to pray in a manner, in a relationship with him, that we can be able to speak things over our loved ones, our family, our children, our church, that are on the way and prevent them from getting caught up or promote them into areas that they need to move in in the direction of their life and promote ourselves in the areas where God would move us is hearing from the voice of God and praying prophetic prayers rather than getting on your knees and praying these same old ritualistic prayers when God is speaking to you to speak in other areas. And it's okay to pray for safety and peace. And we get all that. God knows your knees before you do, but it's okay to speak those things. But then there's time where God wants to prophetically speak. Speak over your, tree, your, your streets. Pray, God, show me what to say of our streets. Show me what to get to say to get this, this killing and murdering and and destruction off the streets. If John 10, 10 says it is a thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, that means that, that when Jesus finishes, says, I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. Let your abundant life with Christ speak against the stealing, killing, and destruction of our streets. Speak the word. John 10, 10, that thing. Speak John 10, 10 over our land, over our world. You will not steal tonight. You will not destroy tonight. You will not kill tonight. Our streets are laid with the abundance of the protection of God Almighty. And we have to do that. We have to do that by listening to the word of God. You don't have to get all deep. Just pray what the word says. Pray what God says. And that, that just, that's it's direct. It's to the point. You're not down there trying to figure out stuff. Psalms 23 and 5 says, Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. The 23rd Psalm is powerful. Obviously, God gave us this in, in 2018, you know, about just doing a whole messages on the 23rd Psalms uh, and, and just where God does that. And it's so powerful that he prepares the table before me in the presence of mine enemy. You got to think about there are times where like, God, why am I in the middle of this? And I think, God, you prepared this table for me in the middle of this. I'm in front of a boss that doesn't like me, situation that doesn't like me, people that doesn't like me, and I'm all set up right there. How is that possible? Psalms 23 and 5. We have to accept being seated in heavenly places by Christ Jesus because it will keep us from wondering why God has prepared a table for us in the current circumstances. So where I'm seated over, overshadows any place that I'm set up for when I understand that I'm seated in heavenly places by Christ Jesus, that means God knows that where I'm seated, he can trust me to be set up no matter who's in front of me and who's around me and who doesn't like me because he knows I'm going to be close enough hearing from God Almighty. He can set me up there. If I understand where I sit, it doesn't matter where the table is prepared. If I understand I'm sitting next to Christ, it doesn't matter where my table is. It doesn't matter if they give me the promotion on my job or not. It doesn't matter if they walk out of my life and walk out on me. It doesn't matter. I got a seat by Christ. I'm seated in heavenly places. It doesn't matter if they're prepared, if the negative words and negative things spoken against me, they prepared a whole speech against me, but I know where I sit 
so I don't have to worry about your comment. I don't have to worry about what you think about me. I don't have to worry about what you've said. Devil, I don't have to worry about what you think is going to happen to me. I am sitting next to Christ. I am sitting in my authority. The table is prepared. I can sit here and eat right in front of you. You can go to work right in front of everybody that doesn't like you and don't approve of you and doesn't want you there and sit there because if God didn't want you there, he would have moved you out. But since you're there and God has prepared the table for you, go ahead and eat and work there like you're supposed to be there. Go ahead and celebrate because I'm seated. It's where I'm seated. I know where the table is, but guess where I'm seated? I don't have to fight for a high chair when I'm seated in heavenly places by Christ Jesus. And so where we are seated is an altar. We understand that as an altar, as our altar of prayer. So I'm seated with Christ. I'm right there next to my voice with God. There's, a, there's an altar of prayer. God, oh, why did you bring me out down here? Why did you have me in this town? Why am I going through this circumstance? Why am I in this situation right now for such a time as this? Please do not forget where you were seated just because your surroundings look different. Do not forget where you're seated. So we are seated, in that, and that's an altar of prayer, and fighting for a higher or even looking for a better seat, you know, is it, it, diving into the fruitfulness of the world. So it, we don't want a better position in the world. We want to make sure we stay in our position with Christ. Sitting is a posture of trust. So when I understand no matter what is happening around me, I know I'm sitting with Christ, and I don't have to get all excited about it because I trust who I'm sitting next to more than what's trying to be up against me. God prepared me a table right here. I'm supposed to be here, and I don't have to run from you. I'm seated with Christ. It's a posture of trust. When I sit and say, my God has got this. My God is taking care of it. I can sit down. I don't have to work this up. I can sit down. It's a posture of trust that God is going to deliver his word to and through us for his will to be done. God gave us dibs on the seat. He provided for us, and, and we don't have to trade it for anything or anyone. It's like we got the best seat in the house. I don't have to trade it for anything or anyone and to get that thing or that person on my side. No, I'm not going to give up my seat with Christ. I'm not going to drop my faith so that you can like me. No, no, no. You don't know. You can deliver me from hell. The Bible says, you wor don't be worried about the one who can kill the body. Be worried about the one who can kill the body and the soul. And so if no one can take your soul. So why would you take their seat over the seat Christ has for you? And our prayer life can get caught up in this because while we're taking seats for others, we lose sight of the one who needs to be speaking to us. And we lose sight of and lose the sound of his voice. First Kings chapter 19 and verse 11 through 12 really kind of jumps into the voice of God. It says that then the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. Behold, the Lord is about to pass by and a great and mighty wind there, uh, wind there, wind tore into the mountains and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came a still small voice. All those things, all the noise that's going on around, all of that, God says, I'm the still small voice. I don't have to yell at you. I don't have to do all those things to you. By the way, it is written. 
I don't have to go through all that. When you need to pray, go to where it's written. We don't have to be yelling at you. I don't have to scream at you. I should not have to get all, do all that. We got a relationship. My wife and I have a relationship. We'll go around screaming at each other to make our point. The still small voice is plenty loud enough. Even if the surroundings are loud, the still small voice, because it's inside of you, is still loud. And again, there's no, there's no problem. The key is that we don't allow things to become so loud on the inside. I don't have a problem with things being loud on the outside, but if I allow things to get loud on the inside, and this is by having too many voices, too many things that does not represent God, is that that's when I have a problem, is when things get loud on the inside. On the outside, when things are coming against you, no, you're good. You're good because the still small voice is so, so uh, powerful that it can speak to you even though things are all around you. But when I allow it to come inside, now I put it in position to compete with the voice of God. I've given it a spot. I've given it an opportunity to challenge the champion in my life. And really, it can't win if I won't give it a place. There's no right to contend with a champion called Jesus in your life. So you shut those things out. It'll, don't let it compete with the voice of God. John 16, says, in this world we have tribulations. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So the tribulations will be around you, but the overcoming is within you. Back to 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. There's an overcomer in you. There's a peace in you. And maybe things are not working right, but don't let that consume inside of you. Because God is still speaking to you. That voice lands a whole lot louder than the surrounding. So this tells us this world will be a, in a terrible mess. Amen. We're going through it right now. The world is shaking up. But be of good cheer. God has overcome the world. And as we are overcome with his word, this world cannot overwhelm us. See, if he's overcome the world and we're overcome with his word, we won't be overwhelmed. It can't overwhelm us. It can't overtake us. It can't throw us to the ground. That's that, that word that's in you. In this world, he said, it's going to be tribulation. Don't be shocked about that, but be of good cheer. The body of Christ don't need to be walking around mad and talking about political stuff. The body of Christ needs to be glad and talking about the over, overwhelming, overcoming power of Jesus. And, and be in that position of saying that we got the hope of God. We got the structure of faith that works on our behalf, that works on our side. God is with us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? But again, we got to quit being against ourselves. So he gives us that word. James 1.22 says, uh, uh, be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. Don't be part of it. A lot of people know about the Bible, but they don't live it. And a lot of times you can hear people even quote scriptures to go along with their behavior. And, and I noticed they, they cut those scriptures short. Finish the whole thing. Right? You got to put that thing, you got to have the whole word. Not pieces that fits your opinion. Got to have the whole word. And so as he said, be a, hearer, be a doer of the word, not just hear. A hearer only stops one step short. They always stop one step short because, follow, by the way, they don't follow through with what they know. When you don't go through what your knowledge is, you are struggling of, of active faith. And, and by doing that means we are hearing and faith comes by hearing. If I'm a hearer and I just stop at what I've heard, but if I start to apply what I heard, that means faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It says that. That's that scripture. So I don't want to just be a hearer of the gospel. I want to be hearing constantly. 
I want it to be an ongoing part of my relationship with Christ. Prayer is a response to the appetite of hearing. Your faith begins to be ex- ex- explode on the inside of you. And as you continue hearing, hearing, been your voice of, been hearing the voice of God in your prayer time, your faith continues moving forward. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21 through 24. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and men. Single, the word right there where it says if your eye be single, that word single means obviously number one or first. First. And and when we're, that meaning number one, and when we are number one, when our number one desire is to hear from God for prayer and to do his will, our entire body will be full of desire. So when my eye is single, my number one thing, my number one goal in my life is to hear from God. Number one, that's, that's what it's all about. That's what I woke up to do is hear from God, me and God, one-on-one. My whole body will be full of light. I believe that this is also connected to healing. So a lot of times people's body become dark because they listen to dark things. If you're more in tune to the news than you are making your eyes single toward the things of God, you know more about the virus than you do the healer. You know more about what's wrong than you do about what's right and his promises. So I want my eye to be lit up. I want there to be light there. I need to wake up. My single number one thing that I'm going to operate in today is seeing the things of God. I am going to hear from God first so my whole body will be lit for the kingdom, will be lit up for Jesus. My prayer journey will be about pursuing God's will and never going in, com- going in complaining, but, to, but, a, but a complete fellowship of his presence. So I'm not going to go in there complaining because my journey ain't about complaining. My journey is about the compassion of Christ and my relationship with him and having that compassion. Uh, this, is, this is literally the praise and worship of prayer. Because what I went into prayer about, I began to celebrate that it is already being done. That is the victory of God. The, the, the rich young ruler that came up to, to Jesus and he said all the things. The first thing Jesus did when he asked, what must I do to be saved? He didn't give him a whole bunch of stuff. Jesus clearly reminded him, say, what do you already know? And he began to say, and Jesus began to say about those things that he should have already known. He gave him that and he said, I already do those things, right? Because if we don't do what we already know, right? The next step isn't going to come. Right? If we already got a crack in our life and, and where we don't even want to obey God on things he's already told us, he can't give us more because the more you pour into something that's cracked, the bigger the crack is going to be. So we have to live and obey what we already know. He told him, if you were doing this stuff that you already know, if you're really doing that, you would already know what it means to be saved. 
You will be born again. Sell all you have. That shouldn't be a problem because if you're doing this stuff, sell, you'll know what you have is not more valuable than what you know. And he went away sorrowful. Wonder how many people know things, but it hadn't made it their value. Mark chapter 4, verse 18 through 19. He says, and these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Cares, the word cares means divided mind, right? James 1, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A divided mind and a divided mind shuts off access to the voice of God because of what grows around it. And this here in this part of the seeds, thorns grew with it. And what we let our mind be divided off to is going to produce a harvest. It has a seed too. And therefore, you have this conflict with the gospel. And there's some stuff that's just right there, plenty clear, that people will let grow with their gospel, grow with their truth, grow with their morality, and end up stifling off the voice of God within them. When God is wanting to speak to us in prayer because we've got these cares going and our mind is divided with cares and not soul and single out to God, there's a level of darkness. The light keeps getting turned off and on. It's like those horrible uh, party lights that used to have when we were younger, that the light just flickered off and on. You just got a headache from being in the room. I think a lot of times people who really want to pray and really love God, but because they're so got, they got the curls, cur uh, cares that are choking them and choking out the voice of God and choking out the word of God, they're blinking off and on and unstable in their prayer time. This is how there can be more about the latest problem in the mind of believers than by his stripes we are healed. Take heed how you hear because it will affect how you pray. We need to take heed to that. Amen? I want you to bow your heads. You should speak some scriptures over you. Speak the word of God over you that you'll hear clearly. Your body needs the light. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray a thank you for the light of your word, the light of the gospel coming forth, Lord, moving on our behalf. I pray, Father, for everyone who's been searching and seeking, God, how do I pray? How do I, how do I pray over my son, my daughter, my family, my mother, my, the people that are sick in my life? Lord God, I just pray right now for an anointing of God to come upon them to search and seek and get in your word and hear your voice like never before. I pray in Jesus' name that their number one, their eye will become single with having you and you alone and beginning to get rid of all the cares, the things that choke them off, choke off their worship, choke off their prayer, choke off their, their, their uh, focus. Lord God, and they begin to rise up and say, I hear from God and God alone. Now, Lord God, I don't want to be cracked in my mind. I don't want to be divided or fractured in my thoughts fractured in my faith, Lord God, because when I'm fractured in my faith, I can only use what I have. I want to be whole in my faith that you may be able to pour into me more. This world needs us to be in a place where we're not fractured, where we can be more to be able to pour out the anointing of God, the blessings of God, the power of God, where there'll be a focus, there'll be a flow like never before, Lord God, that this earth will be, Father, filled with your glory. That we pray, Lord God, earnestly honoring you. 
Take the complaining out of our mouth. Take the frustration out of our mouth. Take the fear out of our mind, Lord God. And we're no longer going to share with the world, Lord God, that you get all of us. You get everything, Lord God. We seek first the kingdom of God. Everything else is added. Lord, turn the light on for us, Lord Jesus, that we may keep it on and operate in you. No more choking off the word. I pray, Father, if there's anyone out there that doesn't know you, that they accept you right now. They confess with their mouth, believe in their heart that Jesus is Lord. He died and rose for them. They are born again. They receive you. Light comes. Candle of salvation. Father, we thank you for it. Hear us as we pray. Minister to us as we pray strong. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.